This is Faith. And this is Anna. And this is Let's Just Go For One, a podcast about kind of normal women talking about kind of normal things. This is our dedication to all the good feels that come from just spending even just a half hour with your bestie. All topics include celebrities, to motherhood, to marriage, to divorce, to wellness, astrology, and the latest beauty trends. Whether you're at your desk, in your car, working out, or just enjoying some alone time. Hey, Faith. Hey, Anna. Let's just go for one. Hello. Oh, hey. <laughs> This is so cool. This is so exciting. How are you, Faith? Good. And we can upload this, right? Just and add the intro and everything? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So tell me when we're starting, starting. No, like we're starting. Start, we started, started as soon as you came on. So oh. we're going to. Yeah. We're on. <laughs> we're live. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Miss you. Oh, man. We are like full on tech over here. We might as well be the geek squad. We have <laughs> Zoom so we can see each other's faces. And then we're on our phones using Anchor. This yeah. is so exciting. This is super exciting. I was actually looking It's been well, when this releases, it's been five weeks since our last podcast. Oh my God, really? So yeah. the last podcast we did was with Beth and that oh. was right at the beginning of quarantine. Oh my God, you're right. That was yeah. like the Sunday before it happened. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I really like podcasting from my bedroom. Mm. <laughs> that is kind of amazing. This that is, is amazing. amazing. I mean, like, I have to see how the sound quality is, but I, I right. wouldn't be opposed to this in also the future. <laughs> yeah, right? It's, I mean, we could see each other. It's perfect. I'm in yeah. a comfy chair. Yeah. I mean, we've got about $4,000 of podcast equipment that would go wasted, <laughs> but maybe we can sell it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, then we'd make money. There you go. I'm getting that pillow game going Oh, here. look at you. I know you are like super comfy. I, I was going to say I don't have a bra, but I don't think I usually wear one when you come over anyway. So it's all good. I haven't worn a bra since like 1990. So we're good. Ugh, what's that like? <laughs> Uh, I haven't worn an actual bra all of quarantine. I've been <laughs> a sports bra all the way, man. It's kind of amazing. I'm not going to lie. Well, we are clearly catching up here and we're yes. super excited that we are back on for our podcast. Um, in the meantime, we have been doing live podcasts on mm -hmm. Sunday nights out mm -hmm. of our Instagram, social media at let's just go for one. Mm -hmm. um, we are going to continue to do those, but they'll probably be much shorter now because we actually have actual podcasts coming out. Right. And now I think we can like add guests to our podcast. So we can yeah. have guests again. This is amazing. This is so exciting. And now um, they'll do it because they don't have to come to where we are. Right. <laughs> they can I do know. it from People, their home. Our, our, like not old guests. I don't know. Our past guests yes. are going to be like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> we had to drag our asses there at nine o'clock at night. And I could have done this from my house. And this is just great. This really is fantastic. It really I like is. this new setup. Uh, what I love is that the frame above your bed and the coffee mug I'm using right now say the same Match. thing. They yeah. totally do. I'm Namaste totally... in bed. Yeah. That's good. My shit whole right there. goal is like anything I can do in bed while in quarantine, I've mm. been doing. 
That is magic. I hadn't even thought about that. I took, I did like four <clears throat> hair classes yesterday from my bed. It was amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like closing the door. I'm like, mom has her education going. Don't come in. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Cause they don't turn the cameras on for that. Oh, that's amazing. Cause there's like thousands of people tuning in. So they don't turn the cameras on. Yeah. Oh, that is magic. Yeah. That is yeah. magic. So drink of the podcast. I've got tea. You have tea. Uh-huh. Oh, there's something we totally are going to talk about later that I'm really excited that you saying tea reminded me of. Oh. Um, and I'll just quickly throw this out there that I am really excited on a lot of shows on Bravo right now where they are really positively showcasing people who are sober. Yes. And I know you have been sober for most of quarantine, so mm-hmm. we'll get back to that topic. But right. okay, so you're drinking tea. Mm-hmm. Um, as I'm complimenting people who are sober, I'm waiting impatiently for my drink. I, I oh, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. I, I'm gonna have a coffee <clears throat> and a dirty martini. <clears throat> but did I drink yesterday? I've been trying to like take some days off from drinking, and I'm mm-hmm. not like out getting drunk type situation because well, I'm not out, so I'm not getting drunk. But mm-hmm. like a nice glass of wine at night helps me with my anxiety, something like that. It's been like, a, but it's been like. Five nights a week. So I'm trying to cut down. Gotcha. I'm working on it. Gotcha. I'm working on it. Actually, when we talk about this, I have some um, some input there too. So, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, yeah. So for anybody who has been tuning into our Instagram lives on Sunday night, um, Sunday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> like, I don't think we have anybody on a different coast, but it's fine. Or a time <laughs> wait, zone. Wait, wait. We do. We do. We have, Kel- we have all the countries. You have to check our stats. We oh, still, that's like, right. Okay. We're international. So Eastern standard time, 830 PM. <laughs> um, but uh, so some of this might be a repeat. We kind of wanted to like recap how quarantine has been going um, because some of our listeners are not able to do um, the Instagram live. So we just kind of wanted to um, recap the whole thing. So, uh, do you want to start with that faith? Do you want me to go first? Like, I'm going to let you go first. I will yeah. say like, like Anna said, we discussed what we wanted to put out on this podcast mm-hmm. and we've been so happy because so many of you have been joining into the lives on Sundays and we don't want this to be a repeat <clears throat> for you guys. Right. So we're going to kind of quickly go through what quarantine has been like for those of you who have not been able to catch up on our lives. Mm-hmm. My mother included, mm-hmm. my mother included. <laughs> she doesn't, she doesn't have Instagram. My mom is like going through full podcast withdrawal. Oh my God. That poor thing. We could just call uh, her. <laughs> I know we should. Oh, don't, don't. We should just... Oh my God. She's going to hear that we can zoom with her and she's going to be like, I was just going to say we podcast. can zoom with her. Yes. She uh, would be. I want you so to excited. think about this. I want you to think okay. about this. All right. Um, so, <laughs> and I... then, and then we're going to talk about pop culture. That's what oh, I was going to say. Right. Sorry. Okay. No, no problem. So, um, okay. And what's nice is that you and I have different um, uh, situations during quarantine, too. So you are not working at all. Nope. Except for your classes. I am working from home <laughs> and also homeschooling my two children because uh, my former husband is an essential employee. So he is not able to do anything with them. So I'm home with them all day. Uh, there's lots of yelling, mostly crying, <laughs> mostly from me. And it has been, I will say like the first month I was like, what the 
fuck is going on right now? Like <laughs> this, I cannot handle this. I can't handle like trying to help them. And also like trying to help myself at the same time and like figuring stuff out and working and everything. So like the first month I think was the hardest and like Josh comes when he gets out of work. So like he's able to help out um, at least like in the evenings for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I was like a hot mess, which, so in the, in the middle of the first month, I was like, I am going down a real rabbit hole of eating like garbage and being stressed out and I'm drinking too much. So I'm, I started the whole 30, which did exactly what I needed it to do. And, um, Easter was like day 17 and I was like, no, I'm going to eat what I want on Easter. So I did that. (laughs) And then, but like right after that, I really picked back up and I was like, all right, I'm just going to eat clean and like eat whole 30 during the week. And then on the weekend, if I want to have a cocktail or a carb other than a potato, I'm not going to get mad at myself. (laughs) So it's been really interesting though, because for me, like that whole part of it, I was like, Hey, like, I don't have guilt about this. Like I can actually eat what I want to eat and not feel guilty, but also like, It's more like it has now evolved into intuitive eating. So just paying attention to how I feel when I eat things now. Um, And Mm -hmm. sometimes I eat stuff and I'm like, I do not, that did not make me feel good. So I'm not going to eat that anymore. And it's great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really evolved into this whole thing, but I feel amazing. I've been working out like six days a week, sometimes seven, and it feels great. We're all going to be Teresa G days. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, and I've really amped up my yoga too. So I'm doing yoga like almost every day. So it's been really nice. However, I, the reason why I did that was because I was, um, going down or like I said, a real rabbit hole of like unhealthy shit. And I felt like hot garbage. So I'm like, I need to, I started making myself and my mental health a priority So I'm doing teletherapy every week, which is awesome. I really love my therapist and shout out to core mental health. Um, They have, it's just been like so beautiful to like have that um, at least know like once a week, like I have that time and my kids for the most part, leave me alone um, when I have to do that. So it's been really nice. And like now I feel like this next month that we have, cause we're on, um, well, not even at this point, it's like three weeks. Yeah, but, we're in New York, and right yes. now they just extended us to May 15th as of now. So as of now, we are also quarantined until then. Yeah, if not longer. Mm-hmm. But now I kind of, like, changed my perspective of this last part of it, and I'm like, okay, this is a gift now. Like, I can, like, do as much work as I can and also spend time with my kids. And Mm -hmm. it's been like, I feel like perspective is everything. So it's been a lot better once I started changing my perspective. And once I started making like my mental health and physical health a priority. Right. And like the boys are great because now we go downstairs and we do workouts together because they also need to burn off a lot of crazy energy. Yes. Agreed. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so totally agree. It's um this I felt like this was a good week. I also did not pay attention to a lot of the schoolwork they were doing and I don't even know what they did. <laughs> so, whatever. So, it's just funny cuz like Anna said we we're quarantined in two different situations even though um you know, we're both like in Hamburg and we're both in the you know, live close to each other. We don't actually live together. <laughs> we don't live together. <laughs> um 
I think my husband and I probably say, like, I just told Anna, like, every other day, we don't know how Anna's doing this alone. <laughs> like, anyone who's handling this as a single parent, like, I give you so much credit. Yeah, 100%. Um, because, but then it's funny, because you're saying certain things, and, like, okay, so talking about, like, the eating and the drinking p- portion of this quarantine. Mm-hmm. So if I was alone, I don't think I would drink nearly as much. Right. But I have like, cause I'm thinking about it. And most of the time I'm like, you know, if I'm out socially, like I want to drink or something. If I was by myself, I wouldn't drink. Last night, everybody had stuff to, to do. And I had a day I worked out and then I just really wasn't hungry. And everyone was good with dinner. Like someone had leftover lasagna, someone had this. I didn't eat dinner. And I'm not, I'm not promoting skipping meals by right, any means. Yeah. Girl knows like I love to eat. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was a conscious decision of like, I'm not hungry. And why am I going to eat just because everyone else is eating? Because I feel like the beginning part of this quarantine, I'm I'm trying to be like 1950s housewife. I'm making like all the meals. Right. Like it's a sit down breakfast. It's a sit down lunch. Yeah. It's a sit down dinner. And it's like, I'm trying to be like, so for me coming off of like, I haven't not worked since I was like 12 years old. <laughs> so it was a really big dynamic for me. Right. To go from working as much as I was to physically not being able to work. And I have a job that like, I used to always say like, oh, as long as I have my hands, I can work. And I like always kind of thought like I'm in a trade, like as long as I have, you know, as long as my fingers are functioning, I can always make money. And this is crazy because being a hairdresser, like there's really no way of virtually doing my job. There's no way of doing my job. You can't zoom. Staying six feet apart from someone. You can't zoom your way out of this. I can't zoom my way out of this. So I'm, I am truly and technically unemployed. I just got my first drink of the podcast, which is coffee because I need it. I I don't even know how you do that. I had a cup of tea, like regular tea at 2 PM yesterday and could not fall asleep until like 1 AM. It's like hairdresser initiation. You just run on coffee all day and it starts to become immune. (laughs) But um, what I was thinking was if I wasn't, living with another adult, I probably wouldn't eat or drink as much as I Mm. am. But like, you know, you think like in the beginning, like I said, I was making all these meals and I felt like I had to because I had this huge void of time from work that I think I put a lot of pressure on myself right in the beginning Mm -hmm. to be all of these things for everyone, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, I have this time with my family. I always complain I don't get enough time with my family. So I better do every single thing I can to make the most out of it. And that lasted for like a week before I had a full fucking uh, yeah, breakdown. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, that was like, it was terrible. I put it all on myself right. to do that and be that. Because I was like, oh my God, I'll make all these meals and I'll do all this stuff. And it's like, I love my family, but it's just so much to put on yourself. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think if I was a, like the only adult, I probably wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to have that drink or, oh, I'm going to eat this meal. It's like. I don't know if I always say like, if it was just me and the kids, I'd probably just have cheese and crackers every night for dinner and be fine. Like a good charcuterie. I wouldn't even need a full or meal. <laughs> you would drink way more if it was just you or- and the kids. It could, it could go either way. It could go either way. It could go either yeah. way. But I feel like my husband and I are bad influences. Oh, it's like well, everyone's work yeah. done by like two or something. And Dan's like, you want to drink? I'm not going to say no. <laughs> like, do you know, but if it was just me and I really didn't want to yeah. drink, I wouldn't have poured no, it. No, I totally get that. So it, I totally get that. It goes both ways. Yeah. The good parts of being here with my husband are really, really, really right. good. And that's kind of like where I'm at now. 
so like I said, I was very overwhelmed at the beginning. I had this big void of time. I put way too much on myself. Mm -hmm. And then I went into a deep, dark hole of depression. Right. I had like crippling anxiety. I couldn't get out of bed. I was like throwing up. I thought I had coronavirus, but it was just like my nerves. I couldn't sleep. I was not sleeping. Mm -hmm. um, so I went from like this really big high to like drop down to this really dark right. place. I have never experienced depression prior to that or, or severe anxiety. Mm -hmm. I thought I was having a heart attack. I had like an anxiety attack. I woke up in the middle of the night. I thought I was having a heart attack. So I went from one end to the other. Luckily, I have amazing friends and I have people like Anna in my life. And um, Amber Clausen has helped me out a ton. And I and Teresa, my girlfriend, Teresa, has helped me out a ton that have given me tips and cope, coping mechanisms. I do teletherapy. Mm -hmm. It is amazing. That helped me out. Uh, a lot of what we went over with both Katie Abrams and Brian Costello came back to me, to be honest right. with you. I did a lot of square breathing. Holy cow, square breathing has saved my mm -hmm. life. And um, I have been working out. I was lucky enough to be able to rent a bike from Rise. And I have been doing my workouts and stuff. But that was something that's like, that's been a standard in my life prior mm -hmm. to that. So to keep that standard has felt good. But it didn't counteract the anxiety as much as I thought mm -hmm. it would because it was an anxiety that I never felt before so I had to kind of like dive deep and handle mm -hmm. that and one thing that helped me kind of get through it was not putting so much pressure on yep. myself not feeling like I had to be all these things for everybody and what I started to focus my energy into for me being a hairdresser being in the service industry I just focused on trying to do one positive thing every day that helped mm -hmm. someone, whether it was like a phone call or stopping by their house to drop something off. Or like when I started to focus my energy on helping other people and focus my energy on other people's stories, right? Because when you're in your own bubble and you're going through it, it feels like monumentally overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And then when you start to go outside that bubble and you put your phones down and you put your social media down and you start to actually remember the human connection of like everyone else out there it really puts like you said it was all perspective mm -hmm. and that's what I needed to start to survive it um and to hear these crazy stories of people you know people working on the front lines and people all these people out there who are in danger you know in in situations where they're still endangering their health but they have to because they're essential and um, you know, you start to hear these, I, I always say out of every terrible tragedy, there's always kind of that silver lining, mm -hmm. right? Of, of good stories of good people. So I started to focus my energy on the positive things coming out of this and, and focus less on the negative or the guilt or everything else mm -hmm. I was feeling. And that helped me out a lot. Um, and now I'm in a place where actually it's funny, you should say like how you're looking at these next three weeks. So now I'm like, Okay, May 15th, like, it may get extended. Right. But in my head, I you, I can't I'm I'm such a black and white person, I can't focus on gray. So for me, I'm like May 15th. So even at dinner tonight, I was like, Okay, so these next three weeks, these first this first month was a spiraling shit show, right? The highs have been high, the mm -hmm. lows have been low. There are days where I'm out and active and doing things. And there are days that I physically don't leave my bed till yeah. two o'clock. And it's all oh, okay. 100%. It's all okay. It However, anyone wants to handle this. Yeah, okay. and we talked about that too in the Instagram lives. Like the key thing is to have compassion. 
for both yourself yes. and for other people because everybody is struggling right now. Like, um, it's, yes. it's just a completely different way from how we're used to living. So while right. it's been like, it feels like the rug has been pulled out from under us. Like it's also like going with the silver lining aspect. Like it's also been a huge blessing. I mean, if you look around the world, uh, like the rates of pollution have gone down there, which makes me yeah happy. exactly. And there are you know in in waterways where there used to be a lot of boats. Now the animals are coming back, and like yeah. it's just it's so beautiful. And it really like I'm the type of person who truly believes that like the earth is like there is climate change. I'm sorry. And if you don't believe that, I mean, read science. Um, but climate <laughs> change is a real thing. And I'm like, I firmly believe that the universe was like, you people need to slow the fuck down and nobody was slowing the mm -hmm. fuck down. So it's just like pump right. the brakes. Here you go. We're going to do it right. for you. And it's just like, yeah. I don't, it's so magical at the same time. Like, Honestly, I mean, this is very serious. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying like um, COVID-19 is like this great blessing because certainly it has a, a lot of people have lost their lives. A lot of people are struggling. People are working their asses off on the front lines. Like, this is a terrible, terrible thing that has happened. Um, but it took this for like collectively all of us to be like, whoa. Yeah, to give everybody a Yeah, exactly. And it's just... And Lisa said the same thing. She goes, I feel like we all just got grounded and mm -hmm. set to our rooms for how we... Yeah. And, and not for nothing, I'll, I'll say this, and I really loved this. And it's been another aspect of COVID-19 <clears throat> that, again, it wasn't something that you necessarily mm -hmm. planned, but has been really, um, has been a breath mm -hmm. of fresh air, is like our families and like how we communicate. It's gone back to like the 1950s. Right. Like there was a Disney special on and we were like, we all waited all week for that eight o'clock special that, that Thursday night so and sat around the TV. And then uh, we were, so, and I was like, oh my God, I feel like we're like the beavers, <laughs> like leave it to everyone, the cleavers. Like, oh my God, it's, it's Thursday night ever. Right. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know. It's been, there's been some really refreshing parts to it. And I think something that no one's going to take for granted coming out of quarantine is just the human connection right. with each other. I think people are going to be more yeah. present because I think that's another thing where I'm at, like currently. And again, it took me to go through ups and downs throughout this whole past month that we have right. been quarantined. That's all part of but the I process. But I think like, right. And then today, like this whole, I don't know, like I would say since like Wednesday, I've just focused on being present. And if my present moment, Kennedy and I, Kennedy finished her schoolwork early and we laid in bed together and watched two movies in a row. And I was just present. And I sat there and this is going to sound so cheesy, but there were times where I just like held her and I was like, when have I ever sat with my kid for this long? And she's yeah. cuddled with me. And I mean, there's going to be, I mean, when I go back to work, I'm not going to see it. I'm going to see my kids when they graduate uh, yeah. from high school. Oh my God. I'm not going to see them yeah. for a long time. But there are these glimpses of a moment where instead of like, there were 80,000 other things I should have probably mm -hmm. been doing. There were about 20 things I wanted to do when I woke up today. But I took four hours of my day to sit with my kid and watch two movies. And she literally sat in my arms. And I was like, I'm not going to worry about anything else. I am going to enjoy 
this moment right now and be present. And if the present is something that like, isn't something like, I guess, I don't know how to word it, but where I should be doing something else. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to enjoy this for what it is because we are going to go back to normal someday. It may be a new normal, but we are going to go back to that. And I, I I guess now I'm in this phase where I don't want to look back on having truly a month and a half off from work and thinking, Oh, I wish I would have appreciated that time more. I wish I would have done this. Like I, you know what I mean? I want to be able to know that like, maybe not all the time, certainly not all the time, but that I at least took time a couple moments every day to be present and appreciate what I do have right now in my life, even though this is totally abnormal for our whole family. And that's really beautiful. And it's, it's so sweet too. Cause I kind of felt the same thing. I did not sit down and watch two movies with Jude, but like Jude was saying <laughs> something and I was looking at him and I was like, Oh my God, like you're so cute. <laughs> like, he's just right. like this cute no, little I know kid. What you and mean. I'm like, Holy shit. Like you're not, you are totally growing up right now. Like it's so weird. It's I so know. weird. Well, you and I are the same way. We move like 50 miles right. an hour all the time. I don't slow down for anything. And I feel like finally my vision and my mentality has slowed down enough to a point where it's not mm-hmm. stressing me out. And I'm just trying to enjoy it because I do, to be honest, as weird as this sounds, I feel blessed that I'm able to not work and just be yeah. there for my family. I can't be everything right. for my family, but I can physically be there yeah. for my family And I feel terrible for people who still are working right now. I can't imagine that balance. I think that has to be incredibly hard. I'm not saying like this is ideal either in our situation because obviously I'm not making money. But like there's a con to everything. But what I will say is I'm I'm definitely feeling blessed to be in the situation for the for the things that we're going through. Okay, so just to wrap up quarantine, um, so far the first five weeks, right? Five weeks, yeah. Five weeks. So we just want to say the biggest heartfelt thank you to all of the essential workers that are still there, all of the frontline uh, workers, the healthcare workers, um, those sweet baby angels working at grocery stores, probably getting like, the worst customers ever. I can't even like, imagine. I know. Like, uh, God bless all of them. It's, Everyone, it's crazy. Amazon delivery people, truck yes. drivers, yes. anybody that still has to work right now when yeah. your families are home, like, yeah. and we're all supposed to be told to be home and you're going to work. Like, thank you so much. Seriously. All of those restaurants busting their tails with curbside pickup. Like, Absolutely. I mean, uh, just everybody, like all of you are heroes. And if you guys have been tuning into the live podcast, we've been trying to find different um, like local businesses or local communities to support. We've been telling people about ways they can support their local communities because, again, mm-hmm. helping other people is is definitely something that makes you feel good when we're going through all of this. Um, and so we showcased a couple of small businesses, but if you guys know of anyone that, or if your business is doing something 
to help give back and you want us to talk about it or at least put it on our social media, just reach out to us because we definitely want to, you know, obviously help in any way possible if it means getting food or money or necessities to people and families who need it. Right. Absolutely. So, um, and obviously any business who is able to keep, uh, keep on keeping on during this time is amazing. And we would love to support everybody. Yep. Absolutely. And everybody stay safe, have compassion, stay healthy. And now on to pop culture. And now <laughs> on to pop culture. What We've we're been all here for. We're going to take a nice quick turn and get into all the dirty stuff. Because we have not changed who we are. <laughs> no, absolutely not. We still like to talk shit about D-list Bravo celebrities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where are so, we going to start? Okay, so we're going to uh, let's start with Bravo. Uh, okay, so or we'll should start we start with Bravo? Or should we do that last? I feel like we should maybe do that last. Okay, because Bravo has like literally like it's been like the Titanic hitting like the iceberg it's been that god it's been it has been so amazing so we will get into bravo yes okay so i have a couple of quick little things Uh uh-huh uh-huh parks and rec is doing a reunion next week i'm so excited so exciting i love this this is so exciting so i believe it's wednesday on nbc okay i did do some fact checking i've been fact checking i love that anna's been so proud of me i I really am so proud this on the live podcast but I want to reiterate it that Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis have started um they actually teamed up with this wine company and they are creating the official quarantine wine Mm -hmm. and they're $25 a bottle but 100% of the proceeds go back to four different charities and it's one that helps families that need food Mm -hmm. kids who need um assistance during this time and frontline workers so all of the proceeds directly go back to help with COVID relief. Um, one thing I want to, since you were talking about that, um, locally, what's been going on is Feed Hamburg is yes. the name of the organization. So they are doing, it's like a food pantry um, that they've been doing um, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And it's from 9 to 12. And it is um, at the, oh, I just went to the wrong part. Um, hold on. I'm getting there. Let me go to home. Hold on. Um, if you follow the hashtag Feed Hamburg, and I think their Instagram is Feed Hamburg, at Feed Hamburg. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, you can uh, donate. They're trying to like um, put together like a food ca- pantry, essentially. Um, it is at the Old Time Baptist Church. It's at 5599 Camp Road in Hamburg. And again, donations are, uh, you can drop off. It's contactless donations. Um, so it's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. So they are accepting um, non-perishable food items, cleaning supplies, paper products, toiletries, personal hygiene items and other necessities. And you can also donate money. If you go to feedhamburg.com, there's a link for you to uh, be able to donate as well. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That was great. (laughs) Thank God for laptops. Holy shit. I'm like, I can't use my phone. What am I going to do? 
So yeah, that was great. So I love it. So now we have ways that we can spend money or do things and donate and it's all for good cause. And mm-hmm. if you get a bottle of wine out of it, that's, that's awesome too. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks to Ashton and Mila for doing that We're... and for your relationship as a whole, cause it's just fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> so then also quick kardashian detour oh here we go courtney kardashian mm-hmm. left their show mm-hmm. and it was probably on a kardashian level the equivalent to Meghan markle and harry moving out of <laughs> the uk because she started to have issues at the end of last season about how it was very overwhelming for her. Mm-hmm. And the the similarities I want to talk about with this is that, like, when I first heard, like, her kind of lean up to this, I'm like, come on. And, like, Kim and Chloe, which I love this, are like, well, why can't you handle it? We have kids. We do this. We have everything on our plates. We have more on our plates. And we can handle the show. So you should be able to handle the show. No. And I, right. And I feel like on different levels, everybody has that thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where you think, well, I can handle this, so you should be able to handle this, yeah. right? And I thought it was really interesting because Courtney's like, that's you. I can't handle this. I may have less on my plate, but what is on my plate is not something I can handle. And being on TV and being filmed, oh, me anxiety and I can't handle it. And I want to focus on other things. What? You cut out a little bit. Oh, I thought you I said, did. Oh. Oh, yeah, you're fine I? now. Oh, okay, I can hear sorry. you now. You're good. Okay. I mean, okay. we're bound to have some <laughs> kind of tech issue with this, so you're fine. The, miraculously, we've gotten, <laughs> yeah, uh, this far. But yeah, so I thought it was really interesting the way they went about it. And then when she decided to take that leave, like Courtney and Kim uh, or Chloe and Kim don't really support her in it at first. And then I thought it was just an interesting idea and concept of like, it may not be the same thing on everybody's plate, but it's like, it's what you mm-hmm. can handle. And I thought that was such a great topic for what we're all dealing yeah. with right now, you know, instead of like comparing what everyone's going through, just saying that like, okay, that's great. You can juggle this, 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 and this. Like, I know for a fact, if I were in Anna's shoes, I would not be able to handle what Anna's dealing with. And in a lot of aspects of doing this on her mm-hmm. own as an adult. And I'm sure there are aspects of what I go through. Like I have a teenager and we're doing full homeschool because she's getting so much work and it's a different situation and everybody has it differently. And if you can or cannot handle what is on your plate, it's okay. And it's okay to say, I'm taking a step down. So Courtney made that decision. She's like, this is the best decision for me and my family. The cameras give me anxiety. I don't want my life recorded anymore. So now she's only recording parts of her life that she wants to show well and I think too like this is a really great um way to like demonstrate boundaries right like and the the people who I was just telling somebody this that as you start to create boundaries in your life you piss off people because they're so used to being able to just like take that energy from you and the people who have the most yeah. difficult part or difficult time with the boundaries you're creating are the people who have no boundaries whatsoever. So it's right. like, and, and yeah. like, that's the whole thing. Like Kim and Chloe being like, well, we can handle it, but you can't. Okay. Well, you guys don't have any fucking boundaries. So that's probably why you can. Right. And good for, Clo- for right. uh, Courtney for like creating that because yeah. number one, it's not easy to create boundaries anyway. 
And, and especially right. to do this, like in front of millions of people who watch the show, I think that's amazing. And I really, right. really hope that like people can take like a page from that too. So we, again, we, I cannot wait to talk about Bravo because mm. there's so many things that have like inspired mm-hmm. me from Bravo. But when Courtney did this, it really inspired me because boundaries are an issue for me that mm-hmm. I've been working on of creating some. And it's funny because the more comfortable I've become with like saying no to things that I would normally not mm-hmm. say no to, or like I, I've, especially in quarantine, I've really invested my time and my energy with like this and focused on like the people I, I've, I've have in my like immediate and I stopped feeling this guilt of having to be all these other things. Right. And it's the same thing. And it's like, when I do that, I didn't feel bad. I was like, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to focus my energy. And it felt so good. And it felt so good to kind of take all that kind of gray garbage, like stuff in your peripheral vision out of there right. for a little while. And, and it does feel nice. And I'm learning to say no more. And um, I've even learned like, you know, with our podcast that we're a hundred percent, not everyone's mm-hmm. cup of tea. And I'm okay with that. Some people are going to listen and be like, this isn't for me. Cause right. we're not for no, everyone, 100%. but I'm okay with that. And that is like a big thing for me to kind of come through is like, if I'm handling this in a way that other people maybe wouldn't or wouldn't approve or anything like that, I'm like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. This is what we are. I'm authentic and I'm focusing on positive right. and people. Right. So I give her. A yeah, lot I think that's amazing. Yes, I'm super excited. And then the last topic we have right. prior to Bravo, yeah, <laughs> is Little Miss Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> <laughs> so poor Ellen has not been able to. Why are you tape fixing your hair? No one can see you. Because I hate when my ponytails aren't really tight. I need my ponytails to feel like they're pulling my non-botox oh man i'm like it's very distracting (laughs) i'm like why does she keep fixing her hair is she looking at me like play with oh hair so i've just been messing yeah no i get that i get that (laughs) (laughs) go ahead so ellen has not been able to tape her show so she just figured out a way to be able to do her Mm -hmm. show via zoom like social distance friendly so she went on and she had her premiere and like her premiere, I want to say, I, uh, I should have looked this up, but I want to say it was about mm-hmm. two weeks ago um, that she was able to start filming. And it was funny because we actually in Buffalo had a news conference going and they stopped it and they were like, you know what? Cause it was right at the moment where we were getting hit and hit and hit and hit with news. And at the time we didn't have any dates. So everybody right. was watching it. I feel like we've all kind of lessened yeah. up a little, but when she was able to premiere her show, it was when we were mm-hmm. in the thick of it, right? So she premiered her show and our news was like, we're going to cut this short because we feel like you guys all need <laughs> to laugh. You need lightness. So we're going to, we're going to show Ellen because this is right. more important right now. So they had her show and she made a joke. Oh my gosh, I forgot to look up the joke, Anna. But she essentially said in her house, quarantine is like jail because everyone's stuck inside wearing the same clothes and everybody's gay. (laughs) 
So I found the joke humorous. You guys, ha- I feel like people have to remember, like, Ellen mm-hmm. is a comedian. That's where she comes from is that background. I think she's done a really great job over the years of becoming this kind of, like, all-encompassing, like, demographically, like, you know, comedian that, like, everybody can relate to. My kids can watch the show. Mm-hmm. I can watch the show. But I feel like, so a lot of people came down on her really 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 hard for that comment they said she was insensitive they said and I'm like you guys have to remember that like she's trying to bring humor she does so much good for so Mm -hmm. many people out there and she tries so hard and she was trying to add a laugh which is similar to what you and I do you know we don't have the following (laughs) (laughs) just I mean we're not that far behind her we're not right. that far behind, you know, but, um, yeah. So she tried to do this joke and it got, it, it's just been very bad. And since mm-hmm. then she's been under fire and there's been like numerous articles now that have come out saying that Ellen is actually a bitch. This one girl who, um, she came out and wrote a whole article, like meeting Ellen. That was like my bucket list. She's like my hero. And I've never been so disappointed to meet my hero before. And like all these stories are coming out where they're just like dogging her now. Okay. So just a few (laughs) comments. Um, First of all, of all the stupid shit that has come out of my television (laughs) over the past five or six weeks, that's what people are focusing on? Even in the past 24 hours. 100%. (laughs) This is what people are focusing on. Like, there is literally a human saying the stupidest shit you could possibly say (laughs) in front of all of America, like, every single day. But that's what... I'm going to inject myself with this infection after the podcast is over. It's fake news, Faith. (laughs) Fake news. <laughs> Maybe we could get the White House um, em- employees to make us a nice video <laughs> like they did for him. Um, but seriously, like, that's what we're focusing on. A comment she said about, like, I mean, she's pretty much doing a play off of Orange is the New Black. I know. And honestly, that is her house. She's stuck inside. She's wearing the same things. Yeah. And everyone is gay. I mean, she's right? not lying. Like, I don't know. I've never been to jail. You've never been to jail. We don't know, like, the ins and outs. Like, maybe that is a real and sensitive thing to say. Right, right. Yes, and I understand that. But I also feel like you have to kind of take everything with a lightheartedness of knowing she's not trying to disrespect anybody. And I don't know. I kind of feel bad. I feel like, so, like, being in this quarantine, there's been a lot of, like people's true colors are coming out and I feel like people who are there's a lot of good coming out but there's also a lot of real negative just like people like at home with nothing to do ready to like (laughs) pounce on people you know (laughs) but I felt really bad for Ellen I'm not gonna lie and I I actually have heard um I have some friends that live in California and actually uh, met her and told me this years ago that she wasn't the nicest person and I refuse to believe them. I literally was like, our friendship is over if you ever yeah. repeat those words to me again. Um, because I will say this. <sighs> like, she is expected to be happy all the time. 
I'm not quite <laughs> Ellen's status, but anyone in the service industry, you are required mm-hmm. to be kind and to, you know, if I see my client at Wegmans and I could look hideous and like be horrible and like, I still have to be kind and nice right. to them. I can't be a jerk. Like, and I feel like she, the whole world is our audience and that has right. to be exhausting. And I feel like if Ellen isn't like a fucking peach all the time, people are ready to jump on her. And I think people are ready to see people who are like that and be like, you're not really like that. I uh, knew it. You know? I mean, you telling me know. that. And I feel like she's you allowed to be Ellen is a bitch. Like, I feel like you just told me like Santa Claus is not real. Like. That's what I mean. Like, and if she is a bitch, she's allowed to be a bitch. She's like 60 years old and she's like, can't be happy <laughs> all the time. Okay. And, and even if she is a bitch, she's doing a lot uh-huh. of good for a lot of people on the daily and there is not one person who would t- turn down tickets to her fucking show because she exactly. gives out so much Exactly. Like, stuff. whatever. Sometimes she got to be a bitch. Yeah. Whatever. Good for you, Ellen. Yeah. Maybe she has boundaries. And that makes her feel that makes people think that she's a bitch. <laughs> Ellen yes. and Kourtney Kardashian. <laughs> I support both of you. Whatever. Yeah. I do, too. Okay, so I'm yes. Bravo. Bravo. Okay, so just two things quickly before Bravo. The Cuomo brothers and Bravo are like the two things that are like making this quarantine the best thing ever. All the shirts that said, oh my God, I'm totally Cuomo sexual. Uh, You should. I should make it. Oh my God. Like they are winning quarantine. I don't care what anybody says. There was one other thing, too, that I said was winning quarantine, but I can't remember what it was. I don't know. After Thursday night, after last night, I'm like, what day is it? I don't know. Um, After Thursday night, though, (laughs) last night's episode of Real Housewives of New York was, yeah. Well, so. Okay. Go back, because if you haven't listened to the live podcast, Real Housewives of New York Mm -hmm. has Mm -hmm. premiered. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills sure has. has premiered. They both, they lost Lisa Vanderpump yeah. and Bethany. So everyone went yeah. into both of their seasons, like mm-hmm. a little apprehensive. And they replaced them with uh, so much drama that like, I don't no. even miss Lisa and Bethany. And I'm a very big Lisa Vanderpump fan. Listen, all oh I'm my God. is last, this is all I want to say <sighs> about it right now, is last night's episode of Real Housewives of New York was in my opinion, the best episode of any Housewives <laughs> franchise ever. That episode was ever. so fucking ever. beautiful and magical. I was like, what? This is- you can spend two hours dissecting oh last God. night's episode. Because like, like everybody, first of all, I know we say this word, but like we say this word because we see it played out on Bravo so beautifully. Every single person was either yes. activated or triggered oh, yeah. in last night's episode. In in random weird parts, like every person had a trigger. Dorinda, oh Sonia, Ramona, uh, freaking Leah, oh my God. Tinsley, oh. like, Luann, every them. single one of them at the most random times and not yes. for the same reason were all <laughs> triggered. And it was the fucking most epic episode ever. Leah so I'm always apprehensive right. about new housewives. And this is like my thing because I'm a very like, I love everybody. 
So like for years, over the years, when a new housewife comes on, I always go into work. And I'm like, I love them. And everyone's like, they're the worst. And then like, it turns out they end up being the right. worst and I feel stupid. So like now, whenever a new housewife comes on, I feel like if I were single, it's like if I dated a new guy, I'm like, yeah. I don't know about them yet. <laughs> I have to have at least like three episodes. Right. Exactly. Make an exactly. Leah is the best addition to Real Housewives of New York. I that feel like ever Bethany had. Frankel is like, I should have fucking stayed on one more season. Like, because mm-hmm. number one, to have Leah and Bethany together would have been amazing. Oh. Amazing. Oh. I love her I love too. Leah. I she... love her. I had to hold back in the first season. No, like, yeah. No, no. Oh my Maybe God. We'll but it's all over. I will tell you that Leah drinking At, makes me like, want to stay sober. Why I'm not drinking tonight. I'm not even kidding you. After watching that yes. episode. Okay. So this is what I want to say. So Luann is sober. Okay. And Leah is, Leah is yes. not sober. Okay. So Leah, Luann is sober because she got arrested and she had to be sober because she was under like probation. Right. So Leah had said, like, I'm not sober. I'm choosing not to drink because I don't like what I become when I do drink. Right. Which (laughs) who cannot relate to that? Right. Like. I know, but oh, my God. She is next next level. level. I was like, how bad can she be? And then I was like, whoa, like, oh, my God. So one thing I do want to say about this. So I had listened to a podcast probably like a month and a half ago. And it was the lady who does the whole 30. I, I think the name of the podcast is do the thing or something. I don't know. It's Melissa Hartwig who um, like is like owns the whole 30 franchise thing. So, and she said, I'm currently not drinking. So she has not been drinking for like a year and a half. So I listened to the podcast and it was super fascinating. And she's like, I'm choosing not to drink right now. She's like, and she talks about how like it really makes other people uncomfortable and it really does like, cause there have been times when I have been out right. and not drinking and people are like, like, like what's going on. And it has been like, it does. Um, it's just like a weird kind of dynamic. Right. But I will tell you 100% that when I'm out and I'm not drinking, like sometimes I'm like, I'm never drinking again based on how that person's acting right there. But <laughs> Yeah, which number one, I know, and that yeah. is not in a judgy way at all because I know that I have one thousand percent been that person in the bar where some people were like, "She should never drink again." Like she's acting like an idiot. Um, me, yeah, you and I, yeah, on our worst night, have never come close. Oh my god, to the no, level no. that Leah well, is. Mm, I, she's like I that. Think, I don't know. We've never. We've I've never, never thrown like, a tiki We've torch? never gotten to a point. Yeah, we've never right. Like, yeah, vandalized yeah, property. <laughs> yeah, we're still in control, or we think we're, we're definitely. In she definitely thought she was in control to make. Not. But we don't like. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Here's my question. I wanted to ask. So she starts like throwing. By the way. $60 wine at this tiki torch, which I'm like, girl, you got good <gasps> wine. Go get your cheap shit or Prosecco. Go get the cheap shit and throw a wine. And so then, wait, first of all, the whole pool oh, scene, please. if you guys haven't watched this, you have to watch this. The whole pool scene, I am so Tinsley. Tinsley's like, yay, this is fun. And then she's like, what's wrong with tiki torches? And she's like, 
And then Lena goes, you don't watch the news. These are bad. What's wrong with Tiki Torches? I don't do we know what's wrong with it she's like they represent everything bad in the world and then tinsley's like what's wrong with them and and this girl leah starts pulling them out of the oh lawn my God. and javelins them okay and they're yeah, like how did they not start a fire because that would have landed yeah. in the bush. The oil would have went everywhere. I don't know, but and then she's like screaming at Sonia to get in the pool. And then Sonia starts fucking throwing the tiki torches. The best was the next morning when she flat out lied <laughs> to Ramona. She's like, oh, that's weird about the tiki torches. She is smart. Yeah. She is smart. Yes. She's very smart. Yeah. And she like, cleaned that whole you, fucking man. kitchen. The best was, I'm sorry, I don't care if somebody um, threw tiki torches. Why is there a vibrator in the chicken piccata? Like, what is... <laughs> that was the best part. But wait, do you know what the politically... No, I don't think there is one. Torches? I think she was fucking drunk. I'm going to watch... I listened to, like, five podcasts about Roni, so I'm going to have to listen to them, and I'm going to keep everyone posted, because... I was no, like, I think she thought there were something else, to be honest was with like, you. She just got really mad about the tiki torches. Oh, my God. The best part was they were legit like Wait, the and Home I have... Depot, like, $20 ones. They weren't even, like, fancy. Yeah. It oh was like crazy. A... Wait, can like, we talk about Ramona shit. leaving her own house when she has guests? She Ramona's is a such an asshole. Ramona has single thing she has done this season no like fuck off Ramona yeah like move over I know Sonia and Dorinda are crazy but I will take them any day of the week and when Dorinda's like I'm sorry I love your guests you think we're gonna clean up when you go to another party get the fuck out of here bitch right yeah there's no way and I love Sonia because I will say this Leah and Tinsley have been saying in their interviews is true. Like Sonia legit yeah. was married to JP Morgan. She those are her people. And uh, the grandson. So I'm like, I totally love how down to earth Sonia is, despite having like being right. really married. Yeah, to, like, but she does need to let that go. And I felt bad that she had she does need to let it go, but I also feel like I know people who can't let go of exes who were never billionaires. They mm. sure shit weren't a Morgan. Yeah. And they can't let them go. So I can't blame her with when, and the reason her life right now currently is as right. good as it is, is still because of them. So I feel like she still feels like kind of indebted to them. If she was married to someone else <laughs> and had wealth from that marriage or created it mm. on her own since then, or had done something where, like, that name didn't mean as much because mm-hmm. she wasn't dependent on that money, then maybe it would be different. But I feel like she feels a, a deep – I feel like when she does talk about them in some ways, it's like a sincere loyalty to them because of her life right. is what it right. is still yeah. because of them. Not yeah. what it was. I totally believe that. Still. I believe that. You know? So I think that's a lot of it. I, I have a bold statement. Not a bold statement. But a big statement I'm going to make. You're going to be shocked. Whoa. Like, this season. I know. I know. You know but okay, my favorite fan. was when she jumped in the pool, jumped full on into the pool, and then screamed Jump. a bloody murder that her eyelashes were wet. 
You I kind feel of like are, I'm kind of spindly. <laughs> and then she yeah. like, didn't want to take her bra off. And then she was like, no, no, no. Oh, it was okay. so funny. <laughs> like, that whole scene, like, I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to watch that show again because it was so good. <laughs> like Tinsley's saying like when she's trying to calm down Leah or trying to calm down Sonia I actually feel like she's being very fair and level-headed and diplomatic and I give her a lot of credit because this is the first time we've Mm -hmm. seen it where she's not the new girl she's not defending herself she's being put in the middle between Leah and the rest of the girls and I actually really appreciate how she's acting FYI I know but it's not cut off so I think we'll be okay yeah Oh, so maybe we'll be good. Maybe like yeah. doing it this way. It doesn't oh, cut us off. look Let's at see. that. Oh, That's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> well, now we got house. Yeah, we freaking go on for hours on this ship. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not loving Luann because I think she needs to I mean, take the stick out Luanne, of her though. ass. And that, I love when she called, she's like, oh, yeah. Spoiled brat. Yes, you not are. Imagine, You're like, the epitome of one. Did you see that basement okay, area? So this she is what I have to say in? about that. Now, why are you knocking Ramona's home? I'm like, that's dude, what I mean too. Oh, that the smell. Standards, the air I'm like, dude. Like, oh my god, it was so rude, and I just thought, like, and yeah. Ramona's home is beautiful. And she gave her the whole bottom level, which I understand right. was physically in the basement, yeah. but it was private. She had not just a bedroom, yeah. she had her own bathroom, a living space. And with her being sober, I would assume Ramona did that. So yeah. she wasn't rooming with Although, someone wasted. She did. Because that would trigger Luann. stocked with booze. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> but then I also wish Luann would just do what yeah. Erica Jane did that one time in Beverly Hills and say, yeah. thank you yeah. so much for offering to let me stay here. I'm just going to stay down the street. Like, I'm going to be a part yeah. of all of this. No, I just want to stay down the street. I don't know how Luann lasted that night without drinking with how drunk those girls. So while they were out in the pool, they, there was oh, like Dorinda shit. getting into Wait. it. <laughs> With John stuff with Ramona. What the John fuck did Dorinda say? She totally used the wrong word. And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> oh, I can't remember. I wish I would have watched it over again before we started recording because oh, drunk Dorinda, Dorinda is so like much. also next level. Oh, I love her. Even when she's yeah. the worst, she, I still love her. How about oh, that was said so- clip to that lady? <laughs> First of all, I say clip all the time. Yeah. Since Dorinda started yes. clip. I love. Oh, my God. I love when Dorinda did that. And when Sonia did it to that lady who Ooh. called her an accessory trophy. Oh, my wife, God. That was the best I was thing ever. Dying. Just everything. Oh, and then the random guy who showed. Like, Ramona, why can't you just hang out with them? Ramona is the worst like I'm just so I mean I will say it was nice that she opened her house and stuff but she was the worst ever. host ever and like Jordan is right why didn't you just hire staff to oh come and cook and clean and do those things why would you expect your guests to do that and not guests? yeah when she yelled at Leah about the silverware that was so rude I know that's why I was happy when like yeah and them were like you can't talk to her like that you know that's why I like, I like, I think why I like Dorinda and Sonia 
even though they're mm-hmm. crazy and they get drunk and all the other things, you always know where you stand with them because they don't hold back. And even like, like Ramona's their friend, but they're gonna tell Ramona when she's wrong, even if it means defending the yeah. new girl, even if they don't like the new girl. They're always going to like say what's fair. Yeah. And I oh think my I god. Except for when that. they were talking about tattoos, they're not. Oh shady. my god, they sounded so stupid oh. when they were talking about <laughs> tattoos. I know they really did. Oh Every once in a while, god. they themselves. Which is shocking with all the Botox they've gotten. You think they? You get know a what's hilarious is that my friend was saying that her son was watching Real Housewives with her, and he looks at her and he goes, "Do you think when they're like fifty, they're gonna look back on this and be like, man, I wish I didn't act like that?'" And she goes, "Uh, they're like sixty, so no." <laughs> they're like sixty. Yes, I mean, they all agreed. look incredible for their age, but yeah. Yeah, the tattoos, the tattoos conversation oh my God. was pretty deep. That was pretty bad. That whole pool scene. Um, if you guys aren't watching Real Housewives of New York, like, yes. this is the oh my God. jump in because it is so good. Jumping from there, and I really want to, mm-hmm. I do quickly want to say this. So, do you mm-hmm. watch Vanderpump? I don't know if you watch Vanderpump. I'm like an, okay, so mm-hmm. I'm like a big Vanderpump person. So what I wanted to say was you have Sonia, or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you have Luann who's being sober, who's like, whatever. I appreciate that she's being sober. She has a lot to lose if she drinks. And then I, I we got to see Leah sober, mm-hmm. and I really like a lot about Leah. And then you see her drunk, and you're like, my favorite, sober can more. I just say my favorite um, part was what? She came out with that sheer top on and Dorinda's like, you got to put that away. And they go (laughs) into the bathroom and Dorinda's putting the bra on her and she goes, apparently Leah has a tattoo on her vagina and Dorinda goes, why does your vagina have wings? And all you hear is drunk Leah go, because she likes to fly. <laughs> like I need, I need I to make that like my alarm clock in the morning or like my ringtone or something because it was <laughs> the best thing yeah. ever. Oh my god, that was it. The really best was to come out of the entire episode. I had to pause it because I was laughing. Yeah. So hard. Yep. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. So Vanderpump rules. Great. Well on Vanderpump, James and Lala have now randomly I saw like ten minutes of an episode and it was that. Well, I will tell you what, I I like Lala. I Mm -hmm. love sober Lala. She is literally living her best life. And I give her a shit ton of credit. Because she is in a million situations where they are all getting wasted. And it never once Mm. bothers her. She doesn't even talk about it. She actually is so cool. (coughs) And then she'll make funny comments. like, And it's funny when you watch these scenes. Because, okay, in Real Housewives of Beverly, in New York, they kind of make it like an obvious point of asking like Leah and Luann, how Mm -hmm, do you feel mm -hmm. being sober in this situation, right? And Vanderpump, she is just sober and they are drunk and they don't Mm -hmm. make a big deal about her being sober in it, but you just watch it play out. And when you watch these people get drunk and you watch Lala keep like a quick Mm. sense and a quick wit on her the whole time, and then she wakes up and she's not hungover and she can go on with her day and she can work out and she can do this. 
And now James, who is like a literally oh like my an God, emotional when he's terrorist drunk. of yes. a person, has gotten sober. And even he was on Watch What Happens Live. Even <laughs> seeing his demeanor now that he's not drinking, it's like a 180. He is so different. On the show, he's very newly sober, but I've seen him on a lot of podcasts and shows and um, since then. And even his like his body positioning, his demeanor, his mm. mannerisms, everything is different. And to watch them like be like that and to see Aaliyah and see a Luann and see these people, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, if these people who are on film with the yeah. biggest fucking right. alcoholics in the world can stay sober and the cameras are rolling which would already make me nervous like I need a drink if they can all stay sober yeah then like I could fucking do it like I don't know if I want to do it right now <laughs> but I could do it like I could go out on a Saturday night not drink yeah. so I can still make my 8 a.m yeah. spin and not feel like shit like I can still and and I think right now especially right. being in a state where we can't do anything I'm like, I would totally, if I could just see a human, I'd be so right. fucking happy. I don't even think I'd need a drink. Right. I think I'd be on a high just from seeing people. So I, I definitely not an alcoholic, but I love mm-hmm. to drink. I get an enjoyment out of it. I don't drink to get trashed and go out and be like college crazy, but I do love to socially mm-hmm. drink. I appreciate a good drink. Like, but I also am like, really have any inclination right. and like getting drunk anytime soon so mm-hmm. even though i've been drinking through quarantine right. and i, I think haven't that's drunk. like the real like difference here so there's a book i listened to a podcast probably like two years ago and uh oh this woman wrote a book it's called sober curious and it's all about she's like you know if i'm at like my friend's wedding i'll have like a glass of prosecco she's like but it's not like that's not the basis of everything that I do like and I feel like especially like in the mom world like you deal with your kids by having a drink like it really is like always kind of in your face and if you really pay attention like so because I started paying well and I started paying attention after this though after I listened to this podcast and I'm like this is super fascinating and like that's the thing is like it's so part of our culture. It's hilarious because you are literally downing your martini as I'm having this conversation. I love this. I can still see you on Zoom, dude. Um, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But it's like, this is part of the society, though. It's like, oh, if you're going out on a first date, oh, do you want to meet for a drink? Instead of like, oh, do you want to meet for coffee? Or do you want to go for a walk? I don't know. Like, it's like, you need that as like the icebreaker for everything, right? We're like, oh, do you want to, like, you always meet out for a drink with your friends. You know, it's never like the other thing. Like, it's just, I... I find it really, really fascinating to kind of like, since I started really paying attention mm-hmm. to this and there's a ton of people that I follow on Instagram right. who are like, um, tell better stories. Media, I think is one of them that like really focuses on like all of the like sly marketing campaigns that are focused on like drinking and everything. And it really is like, it really is fascinating to see and to like start paying attention to. That's why I'm, <clears throat> I'm giving Bravo a lot of credit 
in both New York and really big time in Vanderpump for actually right, right. glamorizing because... sobriety. Because like Lala yeah. and James are better people and their lives are getting better and they're recording that and they're showing that and everyone who's <clears> getting like who are right. like, you know, hot messes in all the episodes. It's like yeah. you want to be the sober person in that episode. So I actually will say that like right. it's almost yeah, glamorizing because if you think, sobriety. So look at Beverly Hills, um, Housewives of Beverly Hills. The main ones I watch are Beverly Hills, New Jersey, and New York. And almost in every mm-hmm. goddamn scene of New York, there is alcohol. In every goddamn scene. And if yeah. you think about it, when Luann was newly sober, mm-hmm. like nobody... Even when they had them all to their houses, nobody was, like, sensitive to that. Nobody was. Like, even yesterday. Right. right. Yeah. Because nobody knows how to be. How would you know how to be, you know? Because they're, they're not just drinking. Oh, they're, yeah. like, And even, on, like, yesterday, did you catch it. when Dorinda was having a frosé and she tried to give Luann some? I was like, Dorinda, that's Try to get it to Like, even if she's not under, like, surveillance anymore for doing this, like, she's still choosing not to drink. Well. Yeah. I love Dorinda. Yeah. Dorinda fan. Mm-hmm. Dorinda mm-hmm. is very deeply unhappy. Dorinda's in denial right. of Luann being an alcoholic. She even said it. Luann's not an alcoholic. Her and I have been drinking the same oh, time. I'm like, well, Dorinda, you're yeah. kind of a borderline alcoholic. <clears throat> I love you, but you are. Yeah. That's why you don't see anything wrong in Luann. And I think there's a deep subconscious part of Dorinda yeah. that would be more than happy if Luann jumped that, back on yeah. that train. To be honest. I, and I'm not, yeah, really I just is. think Dorinda's very unhappy. It's sad. When you're unhappy, you don't want everyone else, you want someone else around yeah. you to fall as much as you're, you feel like you're falling. So I think that's why she did that. Um, but yeah, and I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, yesterday for lunch, Dan and I were like, I was like, I really want Prosecco. We had a really nice lunch. Oh, nice. We got out from, we ordered it from the Grange. And I am drinking mm-hmm. while I'm on quarantine. As you know, I just had yeah. martini. But I'm not getting drunk. I'm not. Oh man, if you do, can you call me? Because I want to see that. I appreciate that's the thing. Like, everybody, like, and (laughs) when I say this stuff, I am not by any means judging anybody because, again, I am not sober. Like, right. Um, We we clearly clearly have a cocktail, but we don't need to, like, that's the whole thing Mm -hmm. is like the whole getting drunk part. Like, I don't like it. And this is something. This is something that has really changed right, I don't in, either. in me over the past year, especially because I really partied hard last summer. Um, but over the past year, like, I don't like not having <laughs> like that control over my own body. Agreed. And I'm, I can't be yeah. hung over anymore because I honestly can't survive it. So I'm with you. I agree with that. And I like that Bravo's like showcasing sober people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in a way that is 100%. actually appealing. I like yeah. that. <laughs> so yay! So I finished my martini. <laughs> We've also been doing this for over an hour, so we're fine. Yeah. I know. Um, no. Yeah, we're not having three drinks mm-hmm. the podcast. We've learned that's bad. Just Although one, after the. After the ones um, that we've had when we are Beverly- drinking, I'm like, I'm not drinking during podcasting anymore. <laughs> 
Bye. <laughs> well, the only ones that are that bad uh, are ones yes. where we've had more than one drink. Yes. We have to remember one. the one in just our title. Let's one. just go for just one. one. Uno. Okay, yeah. yeah. Beverly more Hills, than I want to talk about that because I have a question about Erica Jane in um, Chicago. First of all, Erica Jane has cried more in the first two episodes than she ever has in all the seasons. I like, freaking love her. I freaking love her. That she's ever been in. I've always loved her. Her walls are down. I've I always get loved her, but I really Erica love Jane. her now. Yeah. I yeah. really like that she's being more vulnerable. I really. Wait, I'm sorry. We have to rewind right. because if people have not tuned into the live, <laughs> they're is a lesbian affair between like, Denise the shadiest and Brandy. Ever. What? Literally like having sex with the devil. Yes. How did you not think that was going to get out? You literally had sex with the most freaking Hollywood hungry bitch that has been trying to be that relevant to get back on that show for so long. She is thirsty and i don't love that term also how did you have an affair while you're on a reality tv show and not get caught right so denise Mm -hmm. had this affair after she Mm -hmm. got married to aaron which was on last season so this is recent this isn't like oh 15 years ago she had an affair and now it's right like it's a skeleton in her closet this is like a fresh thing she did after yeah. she's been on the show. Yeah. Are you an idiot? Like, I don't think reality shows ruin relationships or ruin mm-hmm. people necessarily. But I think if there are cracks, they going to find them. They will they gonna open up them. those cracks. And if you have something that big uh, with freaking Brandy Glanville, who's been right. wanting to be relevant for so long. You knew that yeah. was going to come out. Like, how did you not know that was going to come out? The second you did it, you should have yeah, prepared exactly. yourself for the statement that you, you have to make hired once that comes a publicist. out. Like, yeah. unless you did a cease and yeah. desist, like, what are you thinking? Which we all have learned. Denise doesn't like lawyers what? ever being involved. What so is you know, your that deal with that? Hence this whole thing. So when she had the conversation with Erica Jane mm-hmm. and Erica Jane was giving her legit legal advice and Denise was kind of like, no, no, I think in one sense, I do think even the things I know about what she went through with Charlie Sheen when he was going through <laughs> that whole like, tiger blood phase, I do, <coughs> I do feel that like Charlie Sheen mm. is like, he's like drunk level Leah's psychotic like and I do think he is drunk on like sober, mm-hmm. like sober. Mm-hmm. I think Charlie Sheen is drunkly a psychotic. So mm-hmm. I do think she has been through a lot with him. And I do think she is very careful because he seems very um, uh, loose cannon. I'm trying to think of the word like, yeah, like loose cannon. Like one day he may say he's going to sue her and the next he may be like, I love you. We're having things. Like, when she's like, yeah, one day he wanted to divorce me, and then oh he brought God. a hooker to my house for Thanksgiving. Like, he's he's so wishy-washy, right? depending on what drugs he's on. <clears throat> so I think the reason she pulled the brakes on the lawyer is because she didn't know the state Charlie was in when he made those comments, and she doesn't want to act 
too quickly because what they have going on right Mm -hmm. now, she doesn't necessarily disagree with. So why kind of create that tidal wave that is Charlie Sheen if this okay. was just like isolated. an insulated incident <laughs> of him just talking out of er, thank you. <laughs> I wouldn't have known that whether he had a or not, just so people know. <laughs> but like, right. why go and like start a problem when this could just be him being okay. Charlie Sheen yeah, and he could forget Although about it the next does, day. They have a court date. It seems like this topic I was going to say, this topic does seem like it's sticking, but I also feel like she's been hit with so many things that she right. just doesn't want to, like, instantly go to lawyers because she would have quadru- right. She would have 16 right. times the lawyer that's fee true. she has now. So I think that's... And I understood what she was saying. Mm-hmm. That she was like, you just don't know Charlie. Oh. I need to deal with Charlie. Yeah. Because I yeah, just think you're he's right. a whole you're different right. beast. That's what she kept saying. She's like, I understand you guys know lawyers, you know law, and you're trying to help me, but, like, I know Charlie. And I'm like, I think she's been down this block, like, Mm -hmm. 50 other times, and it's kind of the boy who cried wolf. She doesn't know when to take him seriously. And she's not going to spend $3,000 taking him seriously every time he fucking goes off the deep end. Right. But anyway, she has an affair with Brandy Glanville. She stops filming halfway during the season. The only housewife right now currently in touch with her is um, Gab Gab Garcelle. Gabrielle. Yes. Gar- Garcelle. Or oh, sorry, just I, I knew I was going to pronounce like, her it name wasn't wrong. Pronounced wrong. Um, she's was just wrong. Yes. <laughs> 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 I know her last name is Bouvet, if go. that matters. Yeah, her last name's Buffet. The only reason oh I know God, her is because hilarious. it's so close to Phoebe Buffet. <laughs> Every time Andy Cohen's like Buffet, that's Buffet, awesome. I was like, oh, yes. it's like Phoebe. <laughs> but I don't know her first mm-hmm. name. Um, but I do really like her. Um, but she's the only one to wow. date that is still talking to mm-hmm. Denise. She was just on Watch What Happens Live, and Andy asked, "Wow, to talk to her?" And she's the only one. So I can't shit wait to goes see down with Denise Richards. Listen, the world, Big the time. quarantine world needs Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Real Housewives of New York. This is like divine timing. And wait, yeah. so as my, right? So as my love for Tinsley has mm-hmm. like now gone up, do you know who I've said for years is always been one of my favorites. Is it Doree? Nose dive down for me already. Ugh. It's no, it's oh, I never liked Doree. Oh my no, god, Kyle! No. What is going on? So then Andy Cohen had watch what happens live, and I've been watch. I literally watch an episode, and then I watch every fucking possible thing that's out about that episode. Every podcast, oh, every man. live interview. I read their blogs like I'm nuts though, mm-hmm. because I want to know present mm-hmm. day what's going on because this is all like nine months ago. So I read all these. I don't like her either Sutton, at all. Who I don't love. I don't love her. I don't love her. I don't love how mm-hmm. she's already been on the show. However, I've watched mm-hmm. her in recent live interviews. And this is why I can't ever say I like or love someone right at the beginning mm-hmm, because it's mm-hmm. always like you have to kind of see how they play out. I do appreciate okay. that she's unapologetic. 
I think anytime you have mm-hmm. someone on a reality show who's unapologetic, there's an appreciation okay. for the, the fact that they stand by what they do and say. So Sutton's very unapologetic. Like she was on um, Bravo TV, mm-hmm. did an interview with her via their Instagram story. And she was on uh, Betches, maybe podcast. And I listened to both of them. Right. And I liked who she was in those interviews. They were like, oh, son, we have questions. She's like, oh, I'm sure everyone hates me. She's like, I'm totally unrelatable. She's like, I guarantee people don't like me. And I'm like, yeah, I can appreciate that you understand that about yourself. But (laughs) her and Garcelle, (laughs) Bove, both said a lot of negative things about Kyle. They said Kyle has the biggest ego. They said that Kyle is like, wasn't the friendliest at first, even though she threw that dinner right away. They both said she came off very unfriendly to both of them at first. Um, All these things. And I'm like, you know, it makes me sad because I can stand by Kyle, like probably most of the seasons, like she has these daughters and I love her story of her Mauricio and they were together before, I guess, quote unquote, before they had real Mm -hmm. money, although they both were wealthy to begin Mm -hmm. with, but not to the level that they are now. And I could always appreciate her because I always felt like in situations mm-hmm. where it was her against Lisa in old seasons or her against Brandy, I always felt like even when I didn't love what she was doing, I could like understand what she was doing because she always seemed to have this down, mm-hmm. like down to earth sense about her. But I feel like last season she started mm-hmm. to lift off from that when like Lisa got the boot. And this season, I'm like, who the fuck are nothing. you? You have a fashion line that you know nothing about. Yeah. Put your name on it and walked away. And I'm like, and you totally dissed yes. all these people who have been working their asses off for you. You walked in like a fucking diva. Unless you were like Diane von Furstenberg or like a fucking fashion or Anna Wintour. No. You don't get to oh walk God, in and an just asshole. throw your weight around in fashion. You owned a boutique. Yeah. You don't work at Vogue? (laughs) What is your problem? I was so disappointed. I was like, Kyle, get your shit together and at least appreciate that you had this girl who's created all these clothes for you. That now she's the only OG that Vanderpump's gone. No, like yeah, she's so got a she big fucking like ego. Like it something. doesn't matter what these bitches do. I'm the original. She's got like a Ramona complex. Yeah, I'm not loving Kyle this yeah. season. And no, if I anything, totally agree. I'm like disappointed in her. I don't like how she and mm-hmm. I am not a huge fan of Dorit. However, I thought in that mm-hmm. moment when they went to go see Kyle's fashion line, I was happy Dorit was yeah. there because I feel like she was much kinder to the people who it, like, and that's right. my whole thing. You don't have to love what they're producing, but you should at least appreciate, like, oh don't fucking God. walk in and be like, right? no, ill. Oh, I don't like that. Ugh. These people have worked and worked and worked yeah. for your collection. At least learn to treat them kindly. Speak in yeah. a way that shows that you actually Now that you're just an them. asshole. I thought she was very disrespectful. I thought Dor- Right. Mm-hmm. And like Agreed. Dorit was actually the buffer there. Like I actually appreciated Dorit. And I thought that Dorit, um, I appreciate that now her yes. and PK are coming clean about their I'm finances. sorry. That was like the biggest yawn ever. I'm so tired. I think. Uh, no. Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, number okay. one, I had no idea about their finances. And, but 
I did not. Well, in last, no. did you watch the end of last season? Because that was a huge. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was their storyline. Was that PK had a lot mm-hmm. of financial like question marks, and all the girls were grilling Dorit about it, and Dorit and PK were like, kind of being yes. like opaque about like no opaque's not the word. What's no, the word? neither can I. I'm getting. I can't dumber. think of words I'm on a good dumber. day. And I'm in quarantine. They were being right. not transparent. But <laughs> weren't they not? <laughs> but they were transparent. very not transparent. Opaque is not transparent. I'm gonna say okay. Gonna... They were like a pair of <laughs> opaque pantyhose. They oh. they were not being transparent. <laughs> being opaque as shit. Opaque. You need to put that on a shirt, okay. please. Like that's and amazing. They were. <laughs> they were not mm-hmm. answering any questions. They were being super shady, and then come to find out, they were being that way because. He was involved wow. in three lawsuits and she was involved in two. Right. So they couldn't talk about it. Yet all these housewives mm-hmm. were hearing about it and asking her about it. And she wasn't talking about it. So it made it look shady. And everyone was just like, we're done. But and like, they're now still they're kind of weird about it. Though. Up and talking about it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Well, they're weird. Right? Period. <laughs> I understand Erica Jane and right? her husband more than I will ever understand Dorit and PK. Weird. Uh, and I don't understand. It's just weird. I think it's funny that, not funny. I guess funny is kind of an insensitive word. But I can appreciate that Dorit said everything had to be in her name because PK is a hot mess. Because I'm like, there is no fucking way PK's <laughs> got that kind of money from being Boy George's manager. When's the last time right? anybody's attended yeah. anything for Boy George? Just let me know. Just let me know. Like, if I'm wrong, let me know. But I can right. imagine he's, like, rolling in the dough. Yeah, Making exactly. 10% and then he's Boy like, George. Don't touch that. Um, don't watch that piano when they were moving. Like, it's Billy Joel's piano. Right. Yeah. Marie has, like, a shit ton of money on her own. And she has good credit. I thought it was interesting that when she was talking about buying a new home, she said, well, and then we found this one and I bought it. And I was like, oh, not we bought it. Interesting, Dory. Yeah. 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 No. And she said that. The producer. It was the producer. um, I don't know. The producer said, what name is your house in? And she goes, that's rude to ask in her. 18 accents. Now that's very rude of you to ask. What name is your house in? And I'm like, it's because it's in your. You want to watch yeah. just own Although it. Although she had name. a very it's in my name. Uh, she had a very good. PK is a hot mess. Where? Why is that your business? Why does it matter? Right. Well, it's not. It's, you're on well, a reality it show. It isn't. It's yeah. again this whole like. Yeah. You put yourself out there. You're on a reality show there and unless you're gonna Courtney Kardashian <laughs> us you better fucking be ready to tell us yeah you're right no you're pick totally a lane right. Dorit. I get it. pick a lane that is hilarious you oh can't my god have it both ways yeah. you gotta be Courtney or you gotta be fucking no. Kim and you can't be in the middle there's no oh middle my god. the middle what is, is Rob is he still alive? fell off the face of the earth <laughs> yeah I mean, he is, but again, this, that's what happens to the person who gets yeah. thrown on a reality show that doesn't want to be on a reality show and can't handle the etiquette. True story. Don't want to be True on a reality story. show and just, just falls apart. Nope, nope, don't, don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Don't be a Rob. Yeah. 
But you got to oh, pick a lane between so him fascinating. and Courtney. I really look forward to how the rest of the season goes down in both. Yeah. In both Real Housewives, and, uh, New York, and Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yes. I this totally This was a nice catch-up. Well, this I is a good little like catch-up. So, eh, that's about right. Yeah. Yay. I, I love so this. Too. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Yes. We're well, back. Guys, thanks for tuning and in. We're we are so back. much more comfortable. <laughs> It really is. I'm in it pajamas. Really is. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. This is going to be amazing. Um, So we will see you guys. Uh, we will have I mean, these episodes. When are we releasing this? Monday? Yeah. I mean, we Every day is a Monday and a Sunday and a Saturday now. Maybe people will have feedback on Sunday night. Okay. Cool. Oh, perfect. We'll release it yes. tomorrow. We're still doing our live Sunday at 830. Yes. And we're just going to reserve that for only our wait what? Sunday nights at 8.30 while we are still in quarantine. Yes, Instagram Live. Wait, what section of our podcast? Bye. We love you. Yes.